Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the box set pod, a very short, possibly very short box set pod uh, special episode. uh, Allow us to explain. My name is Howell, this is Jamie. And you may know that we were eager with anticipation for this week's uh, retrospective on the OA because now both Jamie and I and Matthew Wandless have finished the OA and we were going to do a spoiler special looking back and making sense of that damn thing well matthew wandless has forgotten he was going to be on the podcast and he is currently out of the house and unable to do it we also can't find another day um to uh sort things out um Jack Wonder we can get f- Jack uh, Jack Boardman we can get for five minutes because I've got some excited potentially excited news that he's going to be excited about. Uh, oh. So uh, some some it, it it's potentially exciting news, right? It's, it's, okay, it's, well, 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 let's just do a news pod then. You can do yeah. your potentially exciting news. Okay. Um, and, and I'll do some other bits I'll of news save as my well. News for as soon as Jack can join us. Uh, okay. Might be about ten minutes. Um, right. No props. Um, go on then. What's what's new in the box at Pod World? You know, well, uh, if you go to the box at Pod slash news, I do update it regularly with the latest bits of news that I I pick out and find interesting myself. Usually, yeah. there are other bits of news I just don't always record them. But there's there's bits I haven't mentioned since the start of the year. First, and there's, there's a few things that I did want to mention. So. The Golden Globe Awards happened uh, in January, and I wanted to mention this now because Game of Thrones is returning soon. Mm. Now, Game of Thrones, mm. was for the fourth time, was nominated for Best Television Drama. Mm. Arguably, this was the year it absolutely deserved the hell out of yeah. it because season six has been an absolute yeah. stormer. Battle it knocked it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. Been a beauty. Game of Thrones season six. In the end, Game of Thrones lost to the crown. Uh, To the crown. uh, To the bloody crown. You know, one of the things there. Boring. Well, there's two things there. One, Americans are obsessed with royalty because they don't have it. They escaped it, and now for some reason they want it or they like the idea of it. And number two, the crown is more recent. It's easy to forget. Um, Game of Thrones seems like longer than a year ago now, doesn't it? Um, yeah. So it's less fresh in the mind of the of the particular intelligentsia. Reviewing. But what's weird? But what's weird is that the Golden Globes regularly snubs Game of Thrones. This isn't the first year it's been snubbed. Mm. Game of Thrones. Do you know? Do you know how many Golden Globes? That the Game of Thrones has won. How many Golden Globes have the Game of Thrones won? 
Zero Howell. Oh. Zero Globes. Golden Globes gives awards to all kinds of crap. They don't care. You can actually probably pay. For, you know, there's there's, there's rumours you can bribe the foreign press to get the, the you know you can win women and get an award quite easily. I'm allegedly saying that that could not be true. <laughs> but Game of Thrones, a show that has been going for six years, has been creating some groundbreaking television, has not received one Golden Globe. The thing one. Is, the thing is, I think it's feel like, it feels like it's almost victim to its own success because when you think of even Walking Dead um, and regular TV dramas and stuff, um, they all seem part of one world. Game of Thrones is almost like, ironically, is almost like an establishment or a royalty of its own, isn't it? It's so, it's so untouchable. It's almost like the Bible versus every other book. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. if you were to rate best book of the year, um, you wouldn't give it the Bible. Uh, it, it, yeah, so there's that kind of feel to it for me. Maybe there's some psychology going on. Or, yes, maybe they don't wine and dine the the, uh, the panel as much. I'd like to say, I'd like to criticise myself and step in here and say that they have won one Golden Globe. Oh, and that was for... <laughs> oh well, the entire argument's falling apart. I know, Peter Dinklage won in 2012 for supporting role, but still, one award in six years. It's still yeah. an absolute conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, and it's a damn right outrage. They yeah. should all be fired. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to other news, though. Yeah. Um, so, get, Girls has returned. There's a trailer for the latest, uh, the final series of Girls on the news uh, slash news side of the box at pod.com. Uh, it started on Sunday. I have not seen the latest episode, but this is the final series. And the question is, character of Hannah, mm. does she need, like, it's a comedy, mm. and her character has shown zero progression, development, really, from the series one, you could argue. Does she need to? Is it important that she becomes a mature and more rounded human being by the finale or do we not really care is it more just about hannah being a complete tool and wandering around new york trying to be a, a, a writer well i know some girls who remain complete tools but very few mm. most people you know hannah um lena dunham said that at the end of you know she couldn't do any more series because for these people to be behaving like this in their 30s would be embarrassing and and mm. and I do get that I think most people are one way or another forced into maturity by the end of their 20s um in some way yeah so I yeah. think that's kind of right what's interesting for me this week Sarah and I have just started watching it again watching series one um, oh really yeah and and we started watching it when it was first on and I don't know what's changed more um tv or me but I find it a lot less kind of gritty and ugly and kind of uh, freaky than I did when I first saw it. And mostly I'm thinking about her. <laughs> talking about the sex scenes, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I still find... I, 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 um, I think uh, from an activist point of view, I think it is important we see real sex on TV. But at the same time, part of me goes... Um, no, because we don't see people taking a shit on TV. You know, we, we don't yeah. have to no. see every character doing everything that they do, but then sex is relevant to these people's lives and all of that, so I get that. But I still have that thing when a sex scene comes on of going, oh, this is, it just seems so private 
um, I'm watching a comedy, uh, therefore yeah. part of my brain is aware that I'm watching actors. And when I'm aware that I'm watching actors, I get uncomfortable seeing them naked. Nothing to do with them not being porn star um, bodies. More mm. to do with just I, whoever it is. If it's a... You know, if Will Ferrell, for example, was to have like a full-on bare-assed sex scene in the middle of a comedy, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't enjoy seeing no. that. Um, I'd also find if it was a Victoria's Secret model having sex in the middle of a comedy, I would kind of go, "No, I, I sort of, I mm. instinctively know yeah. these people are joke tellers, and mm. there's something about the clown." The clown is there to be to behave in ways that we recognise yes. to to be naked in lots yeah. of other ways, not literally. If you were to imagine getting a clown, a very funny clown, and then actually taking all their clothes off, you go, mm. no, that's a step too far. That's a step over the line of complicity with the audience um, the, yeah. of the contract I've signed when watching a comedy. Um, but you know, uh, but. She is telling a story. I, you know, I haven't watched yeah. much of it, mm. and she's telling a story that is more dramedy, I suppose. Yeah, and I, I think I don't. I, I agree. I don't mind sex in a comedy if it's part of. If it has a point to the to the story. If it's if it's trying to make a point about the mm. characters and the story. And there are scenes in Girls that I think really highlight. Yeah. You know where, where the characters are in their life and what mm. kind of people they are but there are a lot of scenes where you just go i've had enough of seeing you doing it now yeah. and they do it a lot you yeah. know you just get sick of seeing him do it yeah and uh and yeah and i find it uncomfortable after a while. i just get sick of it mm-hmm. um but yeah there's uh, you know a good example but yeah, i'm enjoying of... it a lot more now like I, i'm enjoying it this time around more i think we've got more used to what we describe as gritty tv and actually it doesn't look that gritty in fact in fact there is a lot more about this that reminds me of sex and the city watching it now mm. than when i watched it then like there are certain sort of tropes and uh oh blokes are like this kind of thing and girls are like this and uh, mm. and that's i suppose going to happen when you're based in new york with people who are quite fickle and selfish so that that is Sex in the City as well, mm. um, but I never. When I first watched it, I didn't think that there were kind of any similarities. I thought it was the perfect antithesis to it. Now I'm a little bit more like, um, maybe that point has been made more. It, the the bubble ha- doesn't need bursting of Sex in the City quite as much now as it did need that need it then. Yeah, and there are other comedies of a similar ilk these days that maybe are a bit more sort of pushing. The envelope, you know, things like Transparent and things like Broad City, uh, you know, shows that are also mm. kind of on that similar like line of uh, of, of comedy drama. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It'd be inter- it is interesting going back and watching things and seeing how they stand up, and how they hold up against uh, against the test of time. Yeah, comedy. I, I watched The Labyrinth this week, which is on Netflix at oh. the moment in the UK. That bloody stands up, I tell you. There's a couple really? of special effects, but mostly it's just so good. And Dave Bowie is just brilliant. Mesmeric in his lycra. He's, yeah, yeah. There's one particular mm. scene which is in a kind of 
flashback when he drugs her and she yeah. he's sort of seducing her and he wears these like white tights. <laughs> yeah. Even more tight than yeah. the other tights that he wears. Really menacing, yeah. Really really menacing bulge. But the uh, stuff, even, um, even as a child. Like uh, you know the 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 dog that rides a dog, Maxim yeah. and uh, oh, what's fantastic. His name? And you know clearly that, like a lot of the shots, it's a puppet strapped to the back of a dog, <laughs> flying yeah, along. It makes yeah. it so funny. Yeah, yeah. Only Jim Henson could like draw that line, and it, and it really shows how puppets don't age. That's mm. the thing. You don't the special effects in it. Whenever they've used a visual effect, it's really mm. obvious. Whereas yeah. the creatures are just living creatures, and they'll stand the test of time. You know. Yeah, interesting thing you're bringing up, bringing up the Muppets. I watched La La Land at the weekend. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I really loved it. thought it was very, Amazing. very good. It's like it, it walks a very fine line, mm. but, um, but does it so well and very, you know, there's some beautiful, brilliance. Like the first scene's amazing. Like I yeah. just couldn't, I thought it was great. And there's, but there's a scene, uh, there's a song in it that reminded me of um, the Muppets. There's a song in it that Emma Stone sings about dreamers. Yeah. I think it reminded me of the Rainbow Connection oh, yeah. song in uh, the Kermit song. Mm. And uh, yeah, it just reminded me of that when I was watching it. That, really, really good film though. That, really course, well done. Sang at my wedding. Which I sang at the wedding. Yes. Yeah. 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 Really it's, good film. It, it really is just a great film i know a lot of people had a problem with the, the opening scene of that uh, oh i bloody sure. loved it i did too I, I got it, it immediately and they they didn't quite know what to make of it because i think there was an, an expectation from people that they were going to watch a perfectly uh, old-fashioned grace kelly musical mm, and so yeah, some people yeah. were disappointed with that other people didn't want that and thought that that's what they were getting into with the opening scene the only scene that bothered me, which a lot of people loved, was the one where they go up to the um, the tower, the the astronomical observatory. The observatory, purely because a bit like we were saying with the OA last week, um, I couldn't work out how they got in there. Like I like to imagine that they, uh, um, you know, it's clear that some of it's imagined, imagined and exaggerated. But I literally mm. wanted to know where they got the key from. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's weird, isn't it? I find as I get older, uh, logistics of shows yeah. bother me more. Yeah. And How I'll did they get in there? She's a caretaker. <laughs> you know, I'll, the bureaucracy of things really bothers me. If yeah. you know, if they haven't filled the paperwork in, yeah. It, yeah. it will actually piss me off a little bit that I haven't seen the uh, certification that they've got all the authorized yeah. uh, connections. It's weird, isn't it? But yeah. maybe maybe it's an age thing. It's a beautiful film though, and some of the, that scene, the, the scene where they're both dancing. By the canyon, uh, when they're going to find the cars. Oh, I mean, it, it. I've never, I've not seen a film that perfectly captures the the first, the first steps of love. You know, it really captures those those early days well, in, in a beautiful way. Just, just perfectly tells the story of not just Hollywood, but the the story of trying to make it in show business, in the business yeah. of, show of any kind. Mm. Um, yeah, big time. It's true of us, I suppose. Actually, well. yeah, it made me want to go back to LA, and I, I never mm. thought I would say that, but I, I wish there's parts of LA that I clearly bloody missed. Well, but I mean, I was only there two days. You so know the bit where he's it. singing on the pier? Yeah. That's like our hotel when we went to LA last year is at the end of that pier. We walked You're down joking. that pier. A lot of no things way. have been shot there. It's uh, oh. Hermosa Beach Pier. 
And right. uh, I recognised it immediately. And that bit of LA, Hermosa Beach, which is where Jack Black was born and grew up as well. Oh. Uh, and a very expensive place to live, like 12 million quid for an apartment or whatever. Jeez. Um, that bit of LA is bloody great. Mm. Um, and then the Beverly Hills is great. It didn't really mm. show uh, much of the concrete jungle, I suppose. But yeah, um, well, yeah, it avoided it, didn't it? Yeah. But, um, but very good. Anyway, film. what a great film, really good. And anyway, back to a bit of news mm-hmm. before we uh, get onto Howell's big news. So, mm-hmm. Sky Arts released a trailer a few weeks ago for a new comedy called Urban Myths. This has already uh, started, actually, and uh, it's a tongue-in-cheek look at some of the stories that have now become urban folklore about celebrities. Anyway, one of the episodes was going to be about Michael Jackson and uh, some sort of mythological trip that he went on a road trip with Elizabeth Taylor and Marlon Brando after 9-11 happened. Anyway, this story, this episode, (laughs) in the trailer, we see... Michael Jackson being portrayed by the actor Joseph Fiennes. Mm -hmm. Now, if you know Joseph Fiennes, he is clearly a white guy. Mm -hmm. If if you've seen Shakespeare in Love, that's him. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, including some of Jackson's kids, kicked off big time, big time about this trailer. It caused quite a kerfuffle, and then they pulled the episode entirely, so it will no longer be shown on Sky Arts after such an outrageous reaction from the public. It, I saw the trailer, yeah. and the likeness with Jackson was is amazing. <laughs> like it's unbelievable. So they're reacting to the trailer, and, and what a shame that a piece of work goes in the bin, you know? Uh, no, because the great casting that they got Stockard Channing and mm. Brian Cox as Marlon Brando. We'll never get to see that episode. We'll yeah. never get to know. I think it it's is a shame, a shame because because. Um, uh, is the main objection that it's a white guy playing Michael Jackson? Yeah, I think that that's the main problem people have with it. Is is it's Joseph Fiennes as the casting? Even Joseph Fiennes said he was shocked to be cast as Michael Jackson. <laughs> but so, Michael Jackson, ah, you know, uh, it's really tough, isn't it? Michael Jackson was a white guy when he died. He was white. So if you don't want to draw lines between between race. Mm. And you just want to use colour as a description. Mm. I don't. I obviously I'm not the best person to talk about this, so I don't know. But yeah. it also strikes me that when a piece of art of any kind is thrown in the bin because of public objection, that bothers me because well, you can release it and get slaughtered for it, um, mm. but you can still release it. Um, yeah, and I think it's it's also. People haven't seen it. It's hard. It's, it's judging something out of context a little. I know. I know the idea is that he shouldn't have been cast, in their opinion, uh, as Michael. Mm. They disagree with that. I feel it's a disrespectful thing to do. But you know, maybe maybe we should all watch it first. Then maybe we can have a reaction. It just feels like it's. Uh... I was just thinking about the good old days where, at this point, I'd tell you to ask Michael what he thinks about it. Oh no. <laughs> We're not doing that, Al. We're not doing that. Hang on, he's here. Oh, no. Hey, Jamie. (laughs) Hi, Michael. Hey. You all right? Yeah. So, uh... How do you feel about... How do you feel about Joseph I think it's tabloid. I think it's tabloid. I think they're Uh, better than this. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Bye-bye, Michael. Bye.
Yeah, it was Michael uh, Jackson from Beyond the Grave. Quite, quite a coup. Quite, yeah. What? Wow. Peace out, Michael. Anyone else um, you want to talk to from Beyond the Grave? Uh, who else can you do? What are you uh, talking about? In George Michael. To do George <laughs> Michael. <laughs> <laughs> you do, George. Hello, Jamie. Oh, this is George, is it? Hiya, George. Hi. Right, how are you doing? Are you feeling all right? Well, obviously not. Right. <laughs> so, did, <laughs> no. let's leave this. Let's leave this where we Maybe is. you picked someone a bit too recent maybe there. I, I thought yeah, you might yeah, go, you know, Winston Churchill or something. Yeah, no, yeah it was too soon for him and George, too wasn't soon. it? Um, David Bowie. Is that Hello. too soon for Bowie? Hello, David. Jamie. David, uh, did you enjoy Labyrinth, David? I was wondering, because do you look back at it and feel a bit embarrassed? Oh, yeah. You know, not that you should. Oh, you do. Oh, God, I can't You can't do, do David, can I, you? I was doing do. one on my radio show just earlier today, and it was You've quite You've been doing good. David Bowie? I did a bit of Bowie. Oh, Gene, <laughs> a lives on his back. It's not very good, is it? No, um, not at all. I don't think there's any problem in impersonating the dead unless you, you know, a bad mouth. Unless you do it in a yeah, disrespectful way, but I, I think if it's... Uh... And that brings us back to the question in hand. Um, if Joseph finds his impression was a bad impression, perhaps that would make it objectionable. If it was phenomenal, then why not? Perhaps what we need is a black actor to be cast as a white person before that can happen. Mm, yes. Which I'm all I, for. You know, why I, not? I've got, yeah, I've got no problem with that. Yeah. yeah. Winston anyway, Churchill well, played by Denzel Washington. That's what we that need. Would be, that would be good. Brilliant. Be, uh, yeah, I'd go for that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's not going to happen because we're not we're not going to see this episode. Mm -hmm. uh, I reckon it'll get out eventually because these things always do. It'll yeah. get leaked yeah. online. Well, you could Google it right now and find it. Some CEO um, slipping it out the window now, just just yeah. dropping it out the window of his office, going, "Oh, I dropped the uh, full episode out the window." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, other news before we move on. Last mm -hmm. bit of news. Mm -hmm. I do want to mention. Uh, first of all, there's a trailer for Kimmy Schmidt, new series oh, that's come out. Wait. I can't um, wait. Where they, they spoof Beyonce's Lemonade. Um, and also, there's a trailer, a promo. This was released during the Super Bowl of season two of Stranger Things. Oh. It returns. It returns on Halloween. That wow. is going to be a great binge session, Halloween. Oh, they can't uh, come quick enough, can they? I, I want them to... I found with DOA, which we'll return to next week, but I found I wanted them to move on quick. It was like, mm, that's the yeah. problem with this binge. That is the problem. And you know what? It's, that's the, that is the problem. That is actually a problem. Artistically, it's a problem. Because look at what happened to True Detective. Season mm. two was rushed out. I know you don't like it, Howard, mm. but you know season two was rushed out and panned well, critically and by the audience not, and now we'll probably not see another a third series of, of True Detective maybe we will I'm not suggesting like they it. rush it out I'm just suggesting that somebody creates you know a 9 to 5 situation so shooting never finishes it just keeps going right none of this like so it's like Coronation Street yeah yeah 
But yeah, you, you obviously well. start in advance enough to allow you sort of edit time and stuff. Yeah, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna lose something in production value at some point, though, aren't you, along the lines? I don't you know. know. I don't know. If, if Corey had the budget Netflix has... Well, that's uh, and you true. could employ numerous editors and, and things. Mm, Maybe you yeah. could keep it up. I mean, you could make that argument looking at any British TV and say, well, we make eight and it's therefore better than American series, which are 22. Well, that's nonsense, isn't it? Because it's, it's better over there. So, you yeah. know, just keep them working. Get them hamsters on the treadmill. That's what I say. Well, I couldn't agree more. Don't give them a freaking break. Well, that's your news. Get that's all the news job. I've got. Yeah. Um, what um what else have you been watching? Uh a number of things. Uh, Ma- uh Man in the High Castle season 2. Oh, season I- 2. I've only watched had- the first episode of that. We should do it on the pod. I'll see what you've only watched season 1 episode 1. Mhm. Oh, right, yeah, we definitely should. It's one um it's definitely worth Sticking with, I, I we're, we're midway through season two. Yeah. We should definitely do that. That's worth a crack. Um, Have you watched any of The Jump on Channel 4? No, I've been missing <laughs> it. Uh, regular TV in Britain, um, where celebrities do the ski jump and other cold-related sports, winter sports. And last year, Beth Tweddle, Olympic athlete, broke a yeah. neck... And oh, yeah, she broke a neck, didn't she? About yeah. 12 other celebrities broke things, got serious injuries, and there is no way that if that was a BBC series that it would have been allowed to come back because the public yeah, but would have isn't been uproar. But isn't the bigger point here that mm. these celebrities, mm. even though they see other years where people break their neck, mm. they decide to go on it? Like, Isn't that incredible that celebrities still want to go on it? There's a kind of, yeah... But there's sort of a duty of responsibility, I think, because Olympic athletes are simpletons. Um, you know, yeah. Bradley Wiggins has gone on, and in episode I, yeah. one, he's broken his leg or something similar. <laughs> um, and it's like these people are yeah. supremely competitive. They are the heroin addicts of sport. They have to win. And if you put those people in a short term, <laughs> like, okay, learn the luge in a week, learn the skeleton mm. in a week, somebody yeah. is going to face plant and yeah. hurt themselves. That's yeah, the- because everything, to give absolutely everything or nothing at all. They can't go into it like an ordinary Joe and just go, I'll take it easy. I'll just go easy on this run, you know, mm. see how it, I don't need to, I don't need to win. I just want to live. They have to power through mm. in a competitive way. It's just ah. built into their DNA. I must apologize for the loss of quality in Jamie's voice just then. It's because I'm trying to patch in Jack Boardman. Um, and for Can some, you hear me? Yeah. Hi, Jack. Jack. Oh, there we go. Oh, Jack Hello. sounds great. Jamie sounds a bit poor now. Jack has, Do I sound, uh, Jack has used crap. up the, juju, the, uh, internet space well listen jack would you want us to get you on first of all what happened with you pouring a bucket of water o- boiling water over yourself <laughs> are you all oh. right right okay so i'm running the manchester half marathon in May, and i kept on putting off training for it i kept on putting it off and putting it off couldn't be bothered to do it eventually i summoned up the courage and thought right i'm going on a run tonight went on a run managed to punch out three miles came back and thought Right, I'll have a healthy tea. So I made some, with other things, but there was some corn on the cob there. So I was boiling it. And I picked up the bloody pan, misjudged how heavy the water was going to be, and it just went all down me. Oh. Oh. I, had, I had shoes and socks on. I had 
My joggers were still on and it had gone right through it and I've never seen blisters like it. Really? Absolutely. On, on it was, what? Yeah, it was vile. On what? Uh, all down my shin and on my foot. Just on the top of my foot, that was the worst bit because I couldn't put a bloody <laughs> shoe on for about two weeks. Dude. Dude. Um, that's oh. dreadful. Well, I'm glad you're all right. Um, I went to hospital this week for a camera up my bum. They <laughs> um, took a biopsy of some uh, polyps up there. They banded four piles. It was the oh. longest, most uncomfortable God. slash painful half hour of my life. And all the time I'm being surveyed by the NHS because that's what they have to do now. So within a minute of this ordeal finishing, someone leans over oh. and goes... How would you rate the pain you felt today? Is it mild, severe, or medium? <laughs> and you're like, oh, literally lying oh. on the slab going, ah! Um, so, yeah, that was a <laughs> rough, rough uh, medical Lovely. week for us all, apart from Jamie there. But then he has had a child recently, so we'll give him his <coughs> hospital credits. Um, what Was that your news then, Howell? No, my news is this. I've just written an email. Um, stop me when you know who I'm writing to. Okay. Dear... X and X. Uh, Jamie, let J- Jack figure this out. My wife Sarah interviewed you when in Manchester for the local ITV News, and your card has been next to my front door on a table for the last two weeks while I watch season two and meanwhile continue my po- podcast about TV box sets. We've got lots of listeners and have interviewed a lot of folk from TV in front and behind the camera. Any th- blah blah blah. Not sure if you do interviews with podcasts or have the time, but if you do have access to Skype, we can do it from anywhere in the world. If you'd be interested in coming on the show, please let me know. We'd love to have you. All the best, Howl Jamie and the Box Set Pod listeners. Who am I emailing? <sighs> well, as soon as you said X and X, the only double actor I could think of that are on TV that I saw a trailer for today is Anton Deck, but it's no. not going to be them, is it? No. No. Steve um, and Javier. Steve Murphy and Javier no, Penner. Get, get out The of real town. narcos. No. Oh. Yeah. Are they coming? Are they, oh. I, I'm just pressing send on that email. So I told you it's not definitely, it's, it's, it's news to get excited about, but we're not, you know, who knows. But there's their card next to my front door. I'm watching Narcos and there's their card with Steve Murphy and Javier Penner with their email addresses on it. Boom, sent. Wow. Awesome. How cool is that? So we might get an interview with the Narcos and if we do, we'll, we might let you on it seeing as you're the biggest fan. Get get Maisie Williams on and just let me oh, here we go. have a little flirt with her. <laughs> and we'll just see where things go. <laughs> Unbelievable. Can't just be happy with the narcos. Um, I've got to exploit my position on the box set pod. That's, you know. You know send some emails, Jack. You might be able to pull it off. Um, so there we go. Who knows? In the near future, maybe a narcos special. Uh, find out what is true and what is false from narcos and uh, the story of catching uh, Pablo Escobar from the men themselves. Uh, but next week. The OA special, as promised this week, when Matthew Wanless pulls his finger out and actually turns up on time. Get a diary, Matt. Get a diary. <laughs> um, thank you, Jack. Uh, glad you're well. And, uh, it's all yeah. right. Cheers. You can email us, as ever, studio at theboxsetpod.com. Never get any emails. I know we've got lots of listeners, but no one can ever find a reason to email, so why don't I ask you a question? What is 
your favourite TV series of the last year that should beat Game of Thrones as best TV box set? Studio at theboxsetpod.com. Uh, thank you. Where the hell? Where are Where you, Where the Jack? hell are you? Are you, down, are you what, what are you doing here? He's, he's selling, he's selling cocaine in Colombia. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually I'm walking to my friend's house through. I'm walking through Leeds, and every time a car goes past, I try and cover up the mic so you can't hear it. But there's a dog screaming its head off, so I can't quite hide that one. Well, you have fun. You have fun in Leeds. <laughs> I do like it. I think we should do more. You know, try and always be outdoors when we're doing yeah. the pod, Jack. It, it, on tour. Great. Yeah, yeah. Jack, yeah. On Jack, tour. Jack on tour. <laughs> a Jack on tour. What a great title. Like rap- When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Uh, Great. A little bit.